Welcome to Recovery Connections Podcast, where we look at the substance abuse treatment out in society today. I'm your host, Michael Breyer. I'm CEO of Recovery Connection, and with me is my pal, Greg Graustein, who's Chief Clinical Director at Recovery Connection. And today's topic, well, first of all, if you haven't checked out our library, please do. We're dropping a whole bunch of podcasts and videos all at the same time. So please check out what we have in our library. So today's topic is expectations. All right. We've already done the 10,000 pound gorilla and picked up the phone and we've called. And I guess really the question becomes, I'm a little nervous about what do I expect when I go to this office? I mean, is going to be evil people there with guns and things like that? Is it going to be a nice homey? Well, is it going to, am I going to smell bacon and eggs as I walk into the (laughs) office? That kind of thing. I I mean, I need to know what is it that I can expect and just let's let's do baby steps. So what's the first thing I'm going to notice as I walk into, and in this case, we're going to deal with suboxone treatment, buprenorphine treatment, So let's say I go to one of these medicated-assisted treatment places, such as what we run, obviously, when we kind of use us as as the basis for this conversation of expectations. What what should I expect? Well, on arrival, you're going to be greeted pleasantly by a very nice manager of the facility. Our facilities are, are smaller based for the sense of having a manager, a doctor, a counselor, and someone to actually do your analysis as well. So it's a smaller based, more of a homey feeling to it. You're probably going to be addressed. So do I get the bacon smell with that homey feeling? I don't know. Feeling? Well, we do have a couple near a couple breakfast places, so you might get a whiff. <laughs> But you're going to first start off with, you're going to be asked to fill out a, a forms to give a little bit of history of yourself so we know where you're at, what you've done in the past. And So I guess the f- first question I'm going to ask is, why the heck do I have to fill out so much paperwork? So that's the problem. That I mean, we all have to do it to make sure the doctor's going to be evaluate. Yes, you are, one, a candidate for buprenorphine treatment. Two, what's the level of support you're going to need from us? But we do have a standard of care that we already set in place for someone uh, like yourself to come in, fill out that paperwork, and then be seen quickly. And that means that we're not going to sit around for 45 minutes to an hour for your appoint- before your appointment starts because we can provide you that time first. I would say at least 15 minutes to write down your paperwork. And then being now, I'm not going to have to do that every time I come in, right? No, they'll ask you some basic on return visits. They're going to ask you if you have any changes in insurances or any changes that we need to be aware for your background, like my telephone number changing. That is a very important (laughs) one. I we really make sure that you have the right phone number and an active phone number that is working because we want to be able to connect with you at times for treatment and or scheduling as it's New England, so sometimes we have to reschedule when we need an active phone. Okay, so now, am I going to be the only one in the office when I normally come in for the first time? Usually there should be about two or three other patients in in the system being processed through, so so it's not going to be a a wall of 15 or 20 people by any means waiting in that room. All right, and... So I guess, all right, so I filled, I, I just killed myself and I, I wrote my biography, mm-hmm. which maybe I can publish afterwards since it's so voluminous, but okay, I filled out all this paperwork about my social history, mm-hmm. 
my economic history, my psychological history, the medications that I'm having to take right now. I've signed my waivers for HIPAA purposes, for pharmacy release purposes, mm-hmm. and benzo releases, and uh, those kind of things. All right, so now next step I have to do when I'm in the office is what? To see the doctor with that paperwork. Okay. What about I got to take vitals? Uh, oh, oh, let's I'm do this baby steps. Let's okay. do. Let's do. We got to do vitals right now, and. The big thing that you're always going to wind up doing in almost any facility that you do for substance abuse treatment is you're going to have to take a piss. (laughs) So always drink water before you come in so you're ready to take a piss. Do not come in and say, I just took one before I came in. So, I mean... It's one of those strange things, and I guess the question is always, why is that so important for me to take a piss? Well, for your analysis, we need to know what's in you, and we and it's not a punishment. So if there's something that you, you are scared to say, oh, I use something, we expect that. <laughs> we expect this stuff in there. That's right. why you're here. And, and we, and, and you, we, and we find there. a lot of people who actually are scared to, to do that, and you're coming for help. The expectation is not that you're pure as the virgin snow and then that you you're be clean, here. right? Because then there would be no other purpose to come in. And even if that would not be your first visit, but this might be your 10th visit, that does not necessarily mean that you're still as pure as the virgin snow. And the your analysis is not a punishment. Your analysis is a medical way to evaluate what's in your system because the stuff on the street that you think you're taking may not be the stuff that's actually in it. Well, I, I think I think a perfect example is pot. I mean, ev- so many people, I won't say everybody smokes pot, but uh, quite a few people smoke pot. And right now, nowadays, even people that normally would never have smoked pot, now they even I've smoke pot. But not all pot is created equally. As they say, first of all, the stuff's a lot better than it was when I was a kid. God, I, I'm probably, not here to promote pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm not down on pot either. Pot is one of those drugs that none of the providers have a problem with you smoking it. If you do, whatever, that's fine. The point of the matter is this, that a lot of the pot that you're going to find out there in the marketplace is not just pure pot. And if you're not buying it from a dispensary that actually has it nice and clean and has little licenses from the state that you're in, you're going to find pot that has things like cocaine and fentanyl. And you're going to say to yourself, that doesn't make any sense. How the heck do I get cocaine and fentanyl in my pot? Well, your drug dealer is not sitting there in the purest of facilities. A batch. <laughs> you know, sterilizing the walls and uh, all the utensils and everything else. When he's mixing up some fentanyl, he's not necessarily cleaning everything. When he's starting to put a baggie together for you that you can buy, that you can smoke. So, so your analysis is a real way of for yourself to recognize that there's other elements of drugs that you were using and didn't even know you were using. So this is a safe way for us to know what's going on as well as to help you recognize the plight of addiction is that you expose yourself to a lot of other threats you didn't have. So that quick urinalysis, the medical review to make sure your heart heart and blood pressure is correct and then evaluate that way prior to seeing the doctor. 
your analysis, for the most part, is, is probably the most important thing, other than dealing with your behavioral health issues and counseling and all those are important too. Don't get me wrong, but for real treatment of substance abuse, the urinalysis is just a fixture in every good facility that's out there. And it's one of those things you're going to have to do as long as you're taking any type of medications, any good facility should be testing your urine to see what exactly is in there. (laughs) You'll be surprised that even when you manage to get yourself clean, that sometimes there are substances in there that you'd still be surprised that are in there. There's some over the counter medicines can cause a creation of different types of factors on a urine screen that you didn't know about as well. So that's where it's an honesty of what you're taking even from over the counter or some family recipe for headaches or for well, I, I, and I guess say, the other, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I guess the other question would be, are there substances that I could be taking that normally might, might one might think that they're harmless, but in essence, they might actually cause me to relapse in some way? Absolutely. There's actually a combination of certain medications that are, are not, they're counteractive and that they don't work well together. And that can be uh, problematic towards your recovery as well. You know. Okay. All right. So I've done my done my pee pee for the day. Yep. And I've I managed to I'm gonna walk into the doctor's office and what that, should I expect from the doctor? The first visit's going to be a lot longer. The first visit's going to be more for him to evaluate your medical side of it as well as your addiction side of what you've currently been using, how long you've been using, what type of what brand, what type, what flavor you feel that you've been using for a period of time to evaluate for buprenorphine recovery treatment. What is it that, as a patient, what is it that I should be looking for in my doctor? Empathy. That's that's a great answer, I think. To that we're not here to judge you. You took the opportunity today and the fortitude to come in to seek treatment. And we doctors recognize that and our practice recognize it. Not just the 10,000-pound phone you picked up, but to be able to 10,000 pound legs to actually walk in. And we recognize that. And this is something that you are honest with yourself. You needed help. And we need to make sure that our facility and our people recognize that hard level of support. And more importantly, recognize you as a person that are coming in for help and what we can do for so, you. So I'm looking for a place that is empathetic mm-hmm. and respectful. Absolutely. And treats me as an individual with no stigma attached just because I have a substance abuse issue. Correct. And I think I go back to, I believe it was installment number one, and I I made the comment that one of the things that I actually look for in providers that when, when we're hiring is people who have a background, whether they have been prior alcoholics or had drug addictions problems in their life or any other type of substance abuse problems because those people usually understand where you're coming from. So when they're sitting across from you, they're not telling you that you need to do A, B, C, D, E, or else, but rather want to listen to you to hear what it is that brought you here today to try to work with you to develop a plan to get your treatment. First and foremost, even on that very first appointment, it also is to evaluate, let's get you on medication quickly because that's why you're here. 
to evaluate if you're ready immediately to start on buprenorphine treatment and or set that that path within the next 24 hours to start you on buprenorphine treatment. Some patients can may have come in by using buprenorphine street, tre- treatment on the streets and have already started it. And then we can give you the correct dose. We can give you the correct way of taking the medication so you're actually getting a medical dose of it. And so it can be evaluated right then and there to start you right there or in the next 24 hours, depending on that. So should I expect that I'm going to be given the medication when I come into the office? Medications at the pharmacy. So it's not going to be at our facilities. So there's going to be a script given to me or sent over to the pharmacy for me that I can go pick up. Correct. So there's no medication on site normally for my treatment. Not for oral medication treatment, not at this time. Okay. And what should I expect would be my feedback from the doctor, like my interaction with the doctor? I mean, I I think initially most people are going to sit there like a deer in the headlight type of thing, frozen, not really knowing how much they can participate in the creation of the treatment plan. And... How do I get rid of that stigma that I might have of my fear of the doctor? I think it's honesty first. (laughs) And you're being honest with yourself to bring yourself into treatment. You're being honest with yourself to talk to the doctor about what you currently are having, the problems that you're having. I'm a little stuck right now on your question. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. I I think generally... Uh, people look at a doctor and they say, okay, he's an MD. He's gone to school for 500 years and he's some respected individual that is basically up here on some type of a medical pedestal that really can't be conversed with. And I think the importance here for your treatment is really to realize, no, this is just another person. He might have an educational background that you don't have, but he's a person just like you. He has his own demons that he's fighting with just as long as you, as well as you have your demons that you're fighting with. And that to really have a constructive relationship with your provider you should just really talk to them just like you would talk to your friends or your family and say, be straight out and say, hey, here's my issues. I need some help. Let's work together, but let's not make this a dictatorship. Sure. And I think that right there, usually on the very first visit, you're looking for help immediately. And getting on that buprenorphine, he's going to go over what that also of what he can do immediately because that's why you're there and to he's going to quickly review over the starting of buprenorphine if you haven't tried it already and quite frankly to make sure that the person is stabilized is going to address the urges craving and not going further into withdrawal that you may be experiencing they want to address that immediately at that first appointment and then that is the start of that treatment plan of connection of what we're going to do next after we start you on medication is to then connecting with the doctor further to what plights you've gone through and then connecting you with the counselor after the visit. Okay, so I finished with my doctor. Yep. He's given me my prescription and I'm going to now what? You're going to go sit with the counselor and with the same paperwork and she's going to look over more of the other connections and of the path the doctor has wanted to take with you 
One, that she's also going to support on how to take the medication correctly. She's going to make sure that you're taking it in a, t- in the, in a daily basis and a timely basis, and then review over the baby steps of welcoming you and then giving you a couple of the steps to do baby steps to start with. So am I going to be like lying on a couch and talking about my childhood and my mother and my father type of thing? Or what are the kind of things that I should expect the counselor to talk to me about? Well, it's what you're willing to wanting to talk to about at the beginning. She's going to have first that first interview with the paperwork in front of her to see some of these areas that she may ask you about if you want to discuss. And more importantly is the safety of yourself and to evaluate you on the here and in, in the immediacy. What is going on right now that we can assist you if you need something that's housing or, or just more importantly, food, as well as if you put yourself in a, in a legal scenario that we need to make sure the releases are done so we can assist you to connect those services. But more importantly, on that first visit is just to have a view with you and set the expectations of that you're going to be able to continue to see her on a week-to-week basis when you come in for the medication and that we're going to start this path of giving you support that you might not have had. I I think a a key thing to always remember, and I I find that patients don't remember this, is when you first come in and you meet with a counselor, and and listen, I've sat with a psychiatrist before, and I sometimes I think sometimes people in the behavioral health field need as much behavioral health assistance as I do which makes it a little bit counterproductive sometimes to talk to them. So the thing that you should always remember, though, is it is somebody, a sounding board, Mm -hmm. who should be there for you irregardless of what else is going on in your life. I mean, you should always know that there's an open-door policy to be able to talk to somebody. So it might not be when you first come in, that first time that you feel comfortable to talk to somebody. And quite honestly, I can perfectly understand that because our natural tendency is to really bottle things up and and to not let go. And until I start to get to know you, I'm not going to really tell you about my history and my life and the problems that I face on a continuing basis. But you open, the patient has opened the door with the honesty of saying, I need help today specifically to my opiate dependency. And that's enough for the counselors to start with. And then hopefully the growth of communication is to grow on because we all need supports. We all utilize friends, family, and sometimes professionals, even our professionals need professionals to help make sure that they're processing. But the first steps of you've come in, you've started medication, counselor is going to connect to that service itself of how to support you and then grow there and help you gain as much support you can to set that path of recovery. I mean, the other thing I just want to, I want to leave you with is it doesn't matter if you have an appointment when it comes to counseling. Medication is one thing. When you see the doctor, you're usually going to see the doctor whenever your prescription runs out. So that's every week, every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever that case is, that's when you see the doctor, but that's not necessarily how often you should be seeing the counselor. As long as an office is open, then you should feel free to always be able to walk into the office to see the counselor. And if you're going to go to a place that's going to tell you, hey, you can't do that because we have scheduling issues or whatever other barriers they want to put up that you can't get counseling when you really need it, 
then that's not the place that you want to be looking. Then you need to find a place that's going to be more welcoming to allow you in because it's not just counseling. It's a mentorship too. That's true. That's a good point. And, and you're going to find that this journey for treatment is not just a journey of medication. Medication is actually the easier part of this. It's the mental problem that you're going to be battling. Those are where the demons are. They're in your brain. They're not actually in your body itself. It's, it's your thinking that needs help. And if there's always issues, then that's you need to be talking to somebody. And now if you have a professional psychiatrist on the outside, that's fine. The counselor would work mm -hmm. with your professional on the outside to coordinate care for you. Yep. But you should always make sure that you have somebody that you can talk to anytime that you choose. Okay? Okay, wrap it up. <laughs> thank you that was episode three if you have any questions you can feel free to give us a call 877-557-3155 or you can go to our website at drughelp.info dot info yes i know it's not dot com it's dot info. info and you can Feel free, even if you live somewhere way away from us, we'd be more than happy to help you. You can also check out our library of prior uh, podcasts or future podcasts that we might do that might have topics that you're more interested in. I'm Michael, this is Greg, and we'll be right back with another episode. Take care.